Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. 24-7 when I'm stone cold sober. Tell me that you feel the same. Tell me that you feel the same, yeah. When you feel that November rain, tell me this is everything, yeah. Tell me that you feel the same. Happy New Year, Grinders. Welcome back. The Weekend Grind Crew is in the building. The Weekend Grind Podcast brought to you by Rotor Grinders. Of course, I'm Josh, Sir Giant, your buddy. As always, here with my co-host, Mr. Chalk. Travis Mangone. Travis, how you doing, man? Happy New Year. Good, yeah. Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, excited uh, to watch some NFL playoffs this year. I remember last year was a really terrible playoffs, I felt like. So I'm hoping this one's a little bit better, but I'm pretty excited to, uh, you know, kind of uh, watch the football games and just uh, sweat out some NBA and NFL DFS. Yeah, absolutely. It's a nice way to start 2018. You got the NFL playoffs, and we got, uh, you know, some, some good basketball here. This is always my favorite time of basketball now we got bigger sample sizes on these guys see how these teams run and uh you know lots of ways to advance your research uh speaking of which make sure you go ahead and check travis's grind downs is the grind down every saturday for mba make sure you check down the content page and also give us both a follow on twitter if you haven't already love interacting with you guys you can follow me at real joshua giant that's at real joshua giant you can follow travis at Travis Mangone at Travis M A N G O N E. Uh, Travis, how you doing with all the snow, man? That was a pretty brutal blizzard we had a couple days ago. It's still nasty out there. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I don't know. I hate the snow. It, it's it's just too cold. I have to shovel. Don't want to shovel. It's annoying. Just uh, yeah, the snow is cool if I don't have to shovel it. But uh, yeah, I, that's annoying. So yeah, I don't know. I'm sick of the snow. I'm ready ready to move on from winter. It's too cold uh, outside. Definitely want to move on from it. So just kind of trying to stay indoors as much as possible. Yeah, you know, it's also the fact that it's like single digits out. So when I went to go uh, shovel my car out earlier, I waited a couple of days, which is really a major mistake to make. It's all it's just it's like cinder blocks of ice, man. It's just so hard to shovel that stuff out to get the car out. So, um, you know, just be happy that you guys, if you're in a warmer climate somewhere on the West Coast or, you know, somewhere other than here in New York where we had this brutal weather. So hopefully this winter stops soon. But uh, everyone that's in the East Coast that's that's dealt with this uh, brutal weather that we've had. Uh, hope you guys are all staying warm and safe and, and don't be a hero and drive if you feel like you know your car can't handle these roads it's terrible out there but but yeah anyway we got a six game nba slate to cover for you guys lots of nba action today don't forget i know a lot of attention is going to be on the football but uh we've got some some good basketball here too you know kind of double down play some nfl playoffs and play some nba so uh with that i think we're ready to hop into the games travis you, you all set to go here it's our first 2018 uh, weekend grind so let's do it big right yeah let's let's ready to rock let's do this thing all right first on the slate we've got the chicago bulls in indiana against the pacers 215 and a half is the over under some news and notes from this game uh aladipo is questionable return travis you have any uh, updates on aladipo that i haven't heard of yet uh, no, yeah, still questionable. Uh, seems like the, this is the closest he's been to coming back. Uh, it seems like there's a slight chance he can come, but I, I don't know. So uh, it's going to be something we have to wait for, basically. Yeah, so if he's out, then obviously Stevenson will still be in play. Um, not someone that I'd really want to crank up there. Um, his price is getting up. Uh, the matchup's not terrible against the Bulls, but um, his price has caught up a little bit. But if, if Aldipo's back, pretty much kills Lance Stevenson, right? Yeah, I mean, Lance Stevenson would definitely be hurt a ton. Uh, it's worth noting Bojan Bogdanovic is questionable too, so like that could help Lance a little bit as well. But uh, yeah, it's definitely going to hurt him. And like prices up, 
Uh, originally, I thought Lance was like a guy if Oladipo was out, I'd want to load up by. I know the Bulls are playing at like a lot faster pace, and people may not realize that. So I think that's interesting. I think he's a good tournament play that you kind of put in the player pool and mix in throughout because of the upside he can have. But I don't know. The more and more I think about it, I don't know if I'm going to get a ton of exposure to him, even if uh, even if we have uh, what's his name uh, Oladipo uh, out. But it, I get it. He's a good play uh, if Oladipo's out. He definitely is interesting. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not as uh, I'm not as high on him as I thought I was going to be. Yeah. Uh, so let's look at some of the guys here from this game, some options. Uh, Thaddeus Young kind of sticks out to me a little bit here. Chicago ranking 26th in the league at defending opposing power forward, 17th in the league at overall rebounding. And his game log has been ugly the last two games, so that might put some people off of him. But he really does draw a good matchup here. They've played each other three times this season already. In those, uh, in those three games, he's averaged 28.7 DraftKings points. Uh, per game so you know not not so bad his price is not as low as I would like it usually I like to jump on that Thaddeus train when he's getting a ton of minutes and he's like under 5k but uh, I think that he's playable here but you know I think we really have to wait on the injury news here for the Pacers to really make any clear decisions what do you think Travis yeah, I don't like Thaddeus Young. He's been really bad recently, and I think I'm more interested in uh, Sabonis, who's really just kind of like jumped in that role uh, and really just kind of uh, thrived recently. He's seen in the high 20s of minutes. I think Sabonis is the guy I prefer over Thaddeus Young. Miles Turner's been bad recently. I know the price has gone down. I'm not really big on him, though. This is not the greatest matchup for him. It's not a bad one, but I don't know. I don't think I need to be playing Miles Turner. Uh, in this spot, I just think there's better centers to play on this slate, so no need to go to him. It's really Sabonis is the guy. Like in like Darren Collison, I don't want to mess with Corey Joseph. There's just enough good plays on this slate where I don't have to. You know, it's a six game slate. There's not. Uh, you know, it feels like you can. You know, look at every game, but like I feel like this is a team I don't really want a ton of exposure to. It's really just Lance and Sabonis, and I'm kind of moving on. Yeah, on the flip side of that, I do have some interest in Rolo here, man. The Pacers have really struggled to defend centers this season. 29th in the league. And Rolo is really cheap, especially on DraftKings at 4,500. Uh, you know, you could you could get him in there with a, you know in the utility slot if you want to take another center. But uh, in those three games, averaging 20 DraftKings points per game, I think he pays off this price tag. I think he's in a good spot. Uh, Indiana has not really protected the rim very well this season, and, and Rolo should be fine picking up some some extra rebounds. And now that the Pacers have their healthy big guys, they have Miles Turner back. Um, you know, I. I I think that he's going to get, you know, some, maybe some extra minutes that he didn't get in the previous matchups they had because they were hurting down low. So, I don't know. What do you think about Rolo as a, a tournament flyer on the, on the Bulls here? Yeah, I mean, I actually wrote up Rolo uh, as one of my elite tournament options only, like strictly tournaments. He's just way too cheap. I think it's more so on DraftKings where you can roster two centers also because I think there's a lot of opportunity cost at center on this slate, and I think that's like very important to note. So I think he's more so a DraftKings play. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm really, really thinking uh, when it comes to him. I think he's a really great tournament play. I love Kirsten. I think he's another great point guard play. Problem is I think there's some other cheaper point guards that I have more interest in, so maybe he falls out of my player pool again. I'm someone that plays like only a couple lineups, you know, uh, one cash game, then probably about one or two tournaments and kind of like, you know, load up my action on, on each. So, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like if I was building multiple lineups, I would love to get exposure to Chris Dunn, but uh, he's a guy that I think, I don't know, I probably wanted the rostering, but I really want to roster him. He just has so much upside at that price and seems like it has a safe floor as well. Justin Holiday, he's another guy. I definitely like him. I think he's more of a fan to play. Great on DraftKings too, the price, but I, you know, on a site where I have to roster two shooting guards, Holiday makes a little more sense over there. So uh, Bulls aside, I, you know, I moderate exposure to them, uh, and I think those are the three guys I'm really looking at. I'm, I don't like playing this whole, like, Bulls forward roulette. Uh, I'll just let other people play. I think there's other, you know, unless it's like a small slate and I feel like I have to take that chance, but I think I'm, uh, I think I'm okay with uh, just kind of playing those three guys and calling it a day. Yeah, I do like Dunn. He does have a fancy point per minute production here in this matchup. Uh, one guy that I think is always gets overlooked, um, you know, with with uh, Chicago. By the way, going back to the Pacers for a minute, with Chicago being ranked 30th in the league against opposing point guards, um, Corey Joseph, man, he's just been absolutely wrecking it with his minutes. Like for for you know, if we're looking at point per dollar. You know, the kids put up over 20, 20 fantasy points per game in his last uh, five games, it looks like here. Yeah. So, um, you know, and in this matchup, he's done pretty well. He's averaged just around a fantasy point per minute. He's going to get run off the bench. and He's going to get severely under-owned um, as a tournament flyer only. What do you think about Corey Joseph here? 
I, I don't think you need to. I, I get the understanding. I, I talked about him a little bit when I think about the ground. I think I said like he was like a fine guy. Maybe if you're making like a ton of lineups, but I feel, really feel like you have to making a lot of lineups to want to get exposure to him. I just think there's enough like point guard value where you don't have to go that route. All right. So with that, we will move on to the next game on the slate. We've got the Cleveland Cavaliers in Orlando against the Magic. 221 and a half is the game total. And we've got the Cleveland Cavaliers, nine-point road favorites here. Uh, this is the highest game total on the slate, Travis. So uh, naturally, you know, even with the spread being as big as it is, pushing that 10-point mark, uh, I think that there's some things to target here. So uh, what do you think here, Travis? Uh, yeah, Josh. Sorry, I was looking at my tweet deck. What'd you say? What was the what, what, what game we talking about here again? Uh, the Cavs and the Magic. It's high, it says the highest game total on the slate, even with the big spread pushing ten points. I still think that there's some places we could look here, just you know, for the sheer fact that, especially that you know, both teams have implied totals over a hundred points. The Cavs, especially the hundred fifteen. So I think this is a spot we want to target, right? Oh, yeah, this is definitely a game I like for sure. So uh, I don't know if this is like a, I don't know, like I'm probably totally reading into this narrative, but it's something I caught on Twitter, right? Uh, I catch a bunch of like random nuggets that are probably useless, but hey, uh, I don't know. They sometimes help. So uh, LeBron said, man, I just had the greatest massage of all time. Got me feeling like a slinky straight up. So like, I don't know about you, but if I got like the greatest massage ever, and you know, he takes a like a beating on his body all the time. I, I feel like I'd feel really good going to the next game right you get a nice massage the next day you feel great body feels good i feel like uh, lebron will be feeling really good for this game uh it's not only that though right like we we have you know uh like lebron just in a fantastic spot the magic awful defensively they can't defend anything a great pace game i mean this is the perfect spot for lebron problem is man, I just don't know if I'm going to be paying up for him because there are guys that I want to pay for. I think on FanDuel, it makes more sense where there's two small forwards. And if I have the money, sure, go right ahead. I, I just don't know if I'm going to end up going that route. But highest implied total, it makes a lot of sense. I also played him the other day against Boston. So maybe I'm a little biased. Uh, I kind of get sour on guys when they really disappoint me, especially a, a stud when I pay up for him like that. But I think this is a great spot for him. I don't think Isaiah Thomas is going to eat into his usage too much where it hurts him. In the small sample of 16 minutes, he's, you know, seen, you know, an upgrade in fantasy points per minute and usage. I still think that's kind of an outlier. I think it'll just be fine, right? Isaiah Thomas will find a way to, you know, mesh with LeBron. He won't be taking too much usage from him, I believe. So uh, I, I think LeBron's a great play. I think he's uh, one of the better plays on this slate. Just question is, how does he fit your construction and whatnot? But uh, other than that, I think Kevin Love, he's a fantastic tournament play. I mean, everyone's going to be looking at the Marcus Cousins today, Carlton Towns, Andre Drummond, people, you know, Clint Capella as well. People are going to overlook Kevin Love. And what do we have here? We have the team that's the worst in the league in rebounding differential, and we have a team that is really poor at defending the three-point line. I believe they're 28th. Uh, Orlando is yeah, 28th in the league at defending the three-point line this year. I mean, that is just atrocious. So, uh, I mean, Kevin Love, where does he thrive, right? He thrives from the three-point line and getting rebounds. That's what he does. If he can get hot from three, I mean, this is going to be a massive 50-point spot for him. Again, I, it's tough, right? I, I already love all these other centers, so it – I don't play a lot of lineups, so it's like I feel like I won't get exposure to him because I already like a lot of these other centers, and it's uh you know because of the price tag, it seems like he might get missed. But I don't want you guys to miss out on him, so don't forget him. And he might be that guy that I just uh, you know as I'm building my team, I might just say, hey, let me get a low on Kevin Love if I don't have LeBron already, because I feel like he'd have just a massive upside game. Those are the guys I really like. I'm not gonna mess with like Dwayne Wade, Jeff Green, Isaiah Thomas. I'm just gonna let them kind of eat into each other's usage, and uh, you know I just don't think they're really necessary at this point. I think Jay Crowder though going forward could be very interesting with Isaiah Thomas kind of linking up with his former teammate maybe they kind of feed off each other a little bit so maybe he's an interesting low-owned tournament option in a great spot against the Magic but I don't know again it's like LeBron and Kevin Love are the main beneficiaries that I just want to kind of target here yeah for sure uh, I definitely like the chemistry aspect of IT2 and uh, Crowder being back together but you know th there's certain point guards that come around and, and, and hurt production uh, of certain guys like you know Kyrie, Kyrie definitely dampened uh, LeBron's production a little bit when he was around just because he had such a high usage for a point guard. And um, I remember LeBron kind of chewing him out, you know, in his younger years in Cleveland saying, like, hey, like, you know, look up at the stat board. Why, why do you have no assists? You're a point guard. Like, why do you have – he had, like, no assists one game, like zero assists and, like, 30 points. And um, I think IT2 is a very non-selfish type of player. And I think that he will actually make LeBron better. I think he's going to dish out plenty of assists. I think he's got the tools to do it with LeBron and having Kevin Love down low. I do love LeBron on the slate, and I'm not afraid of IT2 hurting his production. 
And I, I, you know, I wouldn't play Isaiah Thomas just because his price tag is so jacked up. But LeBron had a tough game against Boston last last game, and Boston has been surprisingly great on defense this season. They've been, you know, without Hayward and being in the shambles that they were, they've defended every position really well. They're one of the best defensive teams in the league, and uh, you know, it wasn't really a surprise that they they uh, they held down LeBron the way they did. LeBron still had a, a good game, like you know, relative like nineteen point seven rebounds, six assists with a block and a steal. You don't say that's a terrible game, but for LeBron James, that's not a great game, right? We're looking for production at the twelve k price tag. So, at eleven point six on DraftKings today, I think he's a good play. I think he gets a much better matchup against Orlando, and I think it two will, will help boost his production. I think they're going to grow together, and I think they're going to really find that chemistry. So I do like LeBron here. I do like Kevin. I do like Kevin Love as you mentioned too, and. Uh, yeah, so I think those are the two guys. I mean, Crowder maybe in tournaments, like you said, is a decent decent way to look. But uh, for me, it's going to be mostly just uh, LeBron and Love in tournaments. But LeBron, for sure, I think he's going to find his way into my cash game lineups today. I think that we could find enough value to do it. Uh, what about the Orlando side, Travis? Yeah, so the Orlando side, like, it's just like a common theme, man. Like, uh, the DraftKings is just like, these guys are always cheaper. Like, some guys are just typically cheaper, and some guys are overpriced on FanDuel. And, like, Alfred Payton is that, that exact example. 6700 on DraftKings is too cheap for Alfred Payton. With no Vucevic in the lineup, he definitely benefits a ton. Like, uh, I mean, just he's the guy that kind of the, the ball starts at and ends at. Like, he's the guy. I love him on DraftKings. I think he's a cash game play. I think he's a tournament play. I like him a ton. Uh, again, I don't know if I'll need him in cash, but I think he's a great play. Love him uh, today. I think he's an awesome play. Uh, looking at some of the other guys, like Aaron Gordon, he's kind of priced up. I don't think I'll play him. I think the only way I'll play him is in a game stack. Like I'd rather just have Kevin Love at a similar price tag. And some of these other guys uh, just don't don't love his price and think there's other plays I could play instead of him that are just cheaper. And I don't know, just passing on Aaron Gordon. M forty eight two. I was reading a lot of stuff about his how he's struggling. Uh, if he gets hot, right, he'll probably have a good game. But I don't know. I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of a little worried about him, and don't think I'm gonna don't think I'm gonna play him. But I, I get it if someone wants to play him because if he hits, if he starts him from downtown, he'll be fine. Uh, Jonathan Simmons, he's questionable, and the uh, beat writer just tweeted out 20 minutes ago. He will test his back as tip-off approaches tonight and see if he can play against the Cavs. Wogel says Simmons missed the second half of Wednesday's game and the last two practices because of the back spasms. That doesn't sound good, so I don't know. My guess is he doesn't play, but um, even if he does play, I don't think I'll want to play him. I'm assuming he'll try and guard LeBron because uh, I know he's a pretty good defender, so I'm assuming he'll try and uh, be up for the challenge, and he'll be the guy that tries to uh, kind of uh, chase LeBron down for the whole game, but Again, I'm not really a fan of him on this slate. It's really Alfred Payton is my main guy. I think Bismarck Biombo is a fine, safe option, but I don't love him on this slate. Price has been going up, and I, I just think it's really Alfred Payton, and I'm calling it a day. Yeah. You know, there's any meat on the bone left of Biombo here? Uh, there, I think there's a little bit, but I, there's just there's too many good centers today. Like, uh, you're – like, you'll see, Josh. We'll get there. Like, there's just too many good centers that I don't think you need to be playing him. Yeah, I think I agree with you to a certain extent. Uh, I, yeah, his price is too high. But, yeah, I'm not paying up for Gordon either. If Gord- I mean, we had a nice little run where Gordon was, like, under 7K, but that's all gone now. So uh, I'm not going to pay 8K for him on the slate. But, yeah, I do like Peyton a lot. I do think that he's underpriced in DraftKings, especially at 6700 So he's my main interest on the Orlando side of the ball. All right, so with that, let's move on to the next game. We've got the Houston Rockets. The hardenless Houston Rockets in Detroit against the Pistons. 216 is the game total. And the Rockets are a six-point road favorite here. Uh, Travis, no Harden. What's going on here on the Rockets? You know, Chris Paul carrying the load here. You know, Gordon doing his thing too. Capella stepping up a little bit when he needs to. Uh, they're, they're finding ways to beat teams without Harden. And it's kind of uh, fun to watch to see what, what they're like without him. Um, you know, where are we going to look in this game here? Yeah, it's weird because this game opened in a 216 total, and now it's at 212, which is really strange uh, to see that just uh, going down and down. One thing I want to note, uh, and I think this is like something that I just want to like rattle off now. I know it's uh, it's 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 relevant because Houston they're on a three and four tonight, but uh, Chicago is on a three and four, and then the second night of a back to back. Uh, Detroit's on a three and four back to back. Uh, Milwaukee three and four back to back. Washington three and four back to back. Minnesota three and four back to back. And Denver three and four back to back. So I just want to note that. Uh, just let's get it all out of the way now. There's a lot of teams playing in three and four back to back. So uh, make sure you just note that. And I think that's obviously going to hurt the jump shooters in all those spots a little bit because that's a little tougher for them. So yeah, and we could see some maybe lower totals from those teams, right? Uh, just less less buckets probably going in because of maybe some fatigue. So just want to note that, but. Maybe that's why the total is going on the decline a little bit against kind of a better defensive team in the Pistons. Uh, I don't know. This is a very interesting game, right? Because 
uh, the Rockets, all their price tags are going up, up, up. And uh, we're, we're starting to see it's starting to get a little concerning on some of these guys. Like Eric Gordon on FanDuel is 8K. Like, man, that's very annoying. Like, it's just like, I don't know if I can roster him there. But then the problem is, is, hey, it's the shooting guard position, which is not a fun position to roster. So I'm a little concerned with what I'm going to do at the shooting guard position there. I think on DraftKings, 6,800 is too cheap for Eric Gordon. I'm just going to play him. On, fan, on uh, FanDuel and DraftKings, Chris Paul is... 10.1k and 10,000 and I think that's you know it's a fair price but I don't think I need to play him today I get it it's a good mashup right Ish Smith defense is not something I'm scared of he could obviously have a big game but I kind of think I'm currently fading him which is kind of scary but uh, I don't know it's just not a guy that I'm so so interested in what do you kind of think about those two guards Josh oh man so this is a tough spot right because Chris Paul is really getting up there in price but um he hasn't really produced the crazy numbers we really wanted him to see you know in this spot like we haven't had one of those classic like 65 fantasy point Chris Paul games that we used to see right when he was on the Clippers and this was kind of the spot we were expecting him to do it and and the problem is you know he could explode at any moment with all this usage this could be a night where if you fade him he puts up that 70 fantasy point game and you're gonna be yep, 100%. Yourself, you know and that's and you don't want to be the guy that doesn't have Chris Paul so it's kind of like a weird spot I don't think you're wrong for fading him um he is cheaper than LeBron so if you're looking to like pay up somewhere, I, I'm not going to talk you out of paying for Chris Paul. I think you kind of just need him in cash just to take those raw fantasy points because I think that he has a, you know, a better spot and a better floor than LeBron here for just for the sheer fact that um, you know, they need him. To, to do his duties. I, 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 I see. I disagree, Josh, because I really think it puts you in a like – I really think it puts you in a tough spot. Like, would you rather have Boogie Cousins for only 700 more or Chris Paul? Like, or Anthony Davis is literally $200 less against the Timberwolves, where we know there's going to be Taj Gibson and Carl Anthony Towns playing 40 minutes each probably. So I'm assuming Cousins and Davis will too. Like, I don't know. It's it's one of those spots where you look at and you're like, man, I love Chris Paul, but I really think you can get off them and go like Davis or Cousins instead at that high price tier. I don't know. It's just, it's really tough. And there's like Andre Drummond, who's in this exact game is 8,600. That just seems insane, right? In a matchup against the Rockets, where it's just an up-paced game, where you know he's going to play a ton against a guy like Capel, like I don't know, like the Chris Paul conversation is really interesting because he's been very chalky throughout the rest of the week, and I really feel like he's gonna get lower ownership today. And I just don't know if people are gonna play him. I don't know if I want to. Well, Travis, you, a- you just said he's gonna get lower ownership today, and this could be a spot where he drops seventy fantasy points. Sure, in tournaments, sure, but you know I'm a cash game player, right? Like I'm just I'm I think there's enough that, va- and there's also value at point guard too. Again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are people are still going to roster him. I don't know, but for me personally, I just see myself gravitating to. Like Ish Schmidt at 5,500 who's coming up uh, in this game, right? He's a guy that I think is going to be someone well, that we can play instead. Let me st- let me state my case for Eric Gordon before you go on. Because I know you have a lot to say right now about the Detroit side especially. So let me, let me just give you my case for Eric Gordon here, all right? So Eric Gordon, since Harden's been out, he's averaged 10 three-point attempts per game, right? Now, granted, he's gone two for 11, three for 10, and two for nine. So he hasn't really been sinking them at, you know, at, at the rate that he normally does. Because if you look at his numbers on the season – uh, you know, he's around a 40% three-point shooter. In career, it's even higher than that. So um, he's get, he gets a matchup here against Detroit, who we know struggle against wings. And they also rank 24th in the league at defending the three ball. And Gordon's going to be chucking up threes, man. He's going to be doing it in this game. Now, I can understand why you don't like him on FanDuel at 8K, but like you said, it's a very shallow position. And if you're going to take a shot at any of these Rockets uh, and you don't feel like paying up for Chris Paul, I think Gordon is the route to go. And I do think that he gets lower-owned um, even coming off his big game against Golden State, who also struggle against wings, and it was kind of a similar spot to this. I think that uh, this is the spot that you want to go here. I really do like Aaron Gordon a ton. I think that we see him flash his upside, and I think that he does have that 50-plus you know, point upside in this matchup against Detroit. So that's my pitch on Eric Gordon. Just the fact that Detroit struggles against wings so badly, and Gordon's been taking so many three-point attempts, uh, it, it'd be, it would be hard for me to believe that he's going to keep shooting 2-for-10 or 2-for-11 um, especially in a spot like this. I think this is where he really catches fire and starts nailing threes. And on DraftKings at 6,800, where you get the three-point bonus, uh, it's going to be hard for you to talk me off of uh, Eric Gordon on this late here. Oh, yeah. I mean, I won't talk you off him on DraftKings. I just think FanDuel, it's like a really interesting conversation. It just kind of depends on the slate breaks up, right? Like, 
if I end up having the money to spend up for Eric Gordon, sure, I'll spend on him on FanDuel. But uh, he's not like the first guy in, right? On DraftKings, he feels like a first guy in type of play. So, And also, if I play Eric Gordon, Josh, I also feel like I don't need Chris Paul as much as well. I just sure. I feel like I have a safe, a nice, nice exposure to the Rockets that way. Again, there's another guy, too, who uh, – and like we're going to talk about this game a lot, and I'm probably going to keep – Know, blabbing about it but like trevor ariza is 4800 uh in a matchup against the uh you know pistons where they're ranked 30th against small forwards the pistons are also ranked 24th at defending the three-point line i mean this just screams a perfect trevor ariza spot so why wouldn't i just love him too i can get exposure to the rockets through trevor ariza as well clint capella is 6600 you know he's gonna play a ton of minutes because andre drummond's gonna be in there like they're they're not just gonna like take drummond off the court and capella and make this game go small they're both gonna play their big men so can, can i tell you something travis or i don't mean to cut you off but yeah Tra- uh, trevor ariza took eight shots in the last game against people are gonna look at that game log at 10.75 especially me because i had him on that slate against golden state and um, he took eight. He took eight shots. All eight were three point attempts, and he only went one for eight. And that was like his stat sheet. So he, every shot he took was a three point attempt. And he's going against a team like you said that ranks twenty fourth in the league against three pointers. He's like you know half the price, almost half the price of Eric Gordon, or no, you know not half the price, but he's, he's a lot cheaper than Eric Gordon. And uh, I guess he's like a mini Eric Gordon then, right? You just plug in on the spot. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see how you, like, fade. I mean, it sounds crazy, but it really it's hard to fade Trevor Ariza at 4,800. It's, like, really difficult. Uh, on FanDuel, I'm trying to see what his price is. And, again, we're going to talk about this game for a while because it's, it's worth noting. Uh, Ariza 5,500 is definitely not, like, as much of a, you know, feels like a guy you want to just mash in. But, like, on DraftKings, he just feels way too cheap. And, again, like, same like Eric Gordon. So I feel like I'm, like, playing Ariza already. I feel like I'm playing, uh, you know, Gordon where I really don't have to play Chris Ball. And also Capella, too. Like 6,600 is very cheap for him. Uh, it just seems like he's like a guaranteed like 30 like floor. And then, you know, there's an upside with him. So again, like those are the three guys I'm really keying on, on the rocket side of the ball. Like Ryan Anderson. Sure. He, he, like another team that a team that struggles against three. Sure. You could play him. I think he's a fine tournament play, but not someone I love. Uh, we haven't really talked about Gerald green yet either. You know, he's been smashing because he's been hitting his shots. You know, I, I'm just going to, his price has gone up. I think I'm going to stay away from, he's like $5,000 now on DraftKings. Sure. He could still like maybe go for a 40 point game. And on FanDuel, he is uh 5,700. I just, I'm going to pass on him. I think I'm going to, you know, I'm already taking shots on other guys, and that's kind of how I'm going to. Well, wait, Travis. So he's gone in the last two games. He's gone 7 for 10 and 8 for 15. Um, yeah, so it's going to come down. 10. He's not going to keep shooting. That's like just this. the three-point line. Uh, overall, he's got 9 for 15 and 9 for 16. Yeah, the, the shots aren't going to fall, but he's taken – he took 15 three-pointers last game. He's going against a team that can't defend the three. Now, do you think that Gerald Green's uh, success is contingent on if uh, Trevor Ariza's shots are falling or not? Because we looked, we looked at uh, Eric Gordon and Trevor Ariza, and both of them have, have shot terribly in the last couple of games, especially Ariza one for eight, and then Gordon went, I think, two for 11 beyond the arc in the last game. So neither of these guys had their shots falling, and Green's shot was falling. Do you think if Green's shot doesn't, you know, if these other guys have their shots falling, that Green gets the same kind of attempts that he was getting in the last two games? Uh, probably not. And like, he's probably going to defer to them a little bit. Right. Like, uh, so I don't know. I, I, Joe Green, he's obviously a guy that loves to shoot and isn't like, uh, you know, he's not shy to shoot. He will pull it up, but, uh, I'm just going to take, I'm going to say, Hey, the price is going up and I'm already getting exposed to other guys. I can't play everyone. Right. So, uh, I'm not like, I'm not going to be playing Gordon, Ariza, uh, Capella and, uh, you know, Gerald Green all on one team. Right. Well, like, so one I, more narrative too. Gerald Green's supposed to get his contract guaranteed this week by the Rockets. I'm not sure if, uh, that was something that you mentioned, but, um, and he's, he's already he's already got it locked up. Like Mike D'Antoni said the other day, like I, I, he said, I'm like pretty surprised that this guy uh, was 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 available still. So uh, he he's definitely locked up. I think on this team for now. So I think he's going to get an opportunity. D'Antoni loves these kind of guys. He always has. So this is like uh, Gerald Green is going to get minutes, but the question is, is it going to you know because they're going to come at the expense of minutes for like Trevor Ariza. So that's that's the question. Is like you know is it apples or oranges here? Because I feel like. I feel like Ariza is a little bit less scoring dependent than Gerald Green. He's definitely a better defender than Gerald Green. And, you know, what are they going to need in this game? Are they going to need a guy that comes out chucking up shots, or are they going to need a guy that plays great defense? So that's, like, what's the narrative for this game here, Travis? Uh, I mean, 
It's a good question, right? I could see Ariza also sliding onto Tobias Harris at times. I don't know. I'm just, I think I'm taking my stand on Ariza. I'm not going to play Gerald Green. I'll take the guy that's been, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll side with variance and hope that it, you know, struggles for Gerald Green because if he's not hitting his shots, he's going to struggle. So I just like his price tag a lot on DraftKings uh, and Eric Gordon too. Those are the guys I'm just going to kind of go with, but we should probably head over the Pistons side of the ball. We've talked <laughs> about the Rockets long enough uh, and just kind of brush over them real quick. Like Ish Smith, his price tag is really cheap around the industry. I get it. It's Chris Paul. It's a guy that I don't really want to target on defense but uh he's just really cheap in a fast-paced game i think it makes sense to go ish smith uh you know get exposure to him as one of your cheap guards like him a lot avery bradley he's just a frustrating roster and has a lot of wide range of outcomes i keep him strictly to tournaments Tobias Harris, though, seeing like a 29% usage bump in the current situation that they're in. I love him. Uh, you know, that price tag is great. He's like 6000 on DraftKings. Uh, he's 6000 uh, I think, 100 on FanDuel. Like, you know, rostering power forwards is never a fun thing to do. So on FanDuel, I love doing that. Uh, getting, I have to play two of them, so I like getting exposure to Tobias Harris over there. I think it's a great, you know, great game environment for him. I think he's an awesome play. And then Andre Drummond, uh, that price tag. Uh, again, on FanDuel, 9500 it feels a little bit pricey. It's like, eh, maybe i'll find some money to get up to cousins but uh he's still a good play but on DraftKings, it's just like okay i can play him for eighty six hundred dollars that's just uh pretty crazy to me uh, in a spot where i can see him absolutely smashing i like andre drummond here i think he's a guy i want to get exp a lot of exposure to over on DraftKings. so uh, that's kind of about it for me on the pistons what about you uh, I'm not chasing Drummond today. I, I like some other centers better. Like I'd rather go Capella for cheaper. For two thousand cheaper, I get Capella in there. Uh, but he's eighty six. Andre Drummond is eighty six hundred. I mean, that's I, I don't know, man. It's really cheap. I just I get it though. There's a lot of centers to play, right? That's another reason why uh, we talked about some other centers earlier. That I'm just like, eh, I don't know if I'll play because it's just like you know. My problem is I just always seem to roster Drummond when he's like in a like eat him up spot, and then he comes up with like twenty six fantasy points. You know what I mean? So like you look at his log, you see it's like he varies from. 55 to 23 you know like he's just it depends what what drummond you're gonna get but uh we haven't seen that monster like you know huge like gpp winning game from drummond in a while and uh i, I just don't know if this is the spot where it's gonna happen um granted he does have you know a pretty decent matchup but the rebounding numbers and the rim protection numbers for houston are not as bad as you'd think they'd be they're actually on the top yeah half it's of the just league. it's just the usage bump but like no reggie jackson i mean it's like a four percent usage bump ah I, I love it so uh he's definitely a guy i'm mean, gonna want to get exposure to for sure i wouldn't sleep on him josh uh, i know you maybe he gives you a little he he this is not the old andre drummond everyone's still like foul oh, trouble. This is, <laughs> he's, he's, gonna get no, he's not he doesn't know the foul trouble is not as big of an issue it's occasional but it's not not like it was in the past and on top of that he's like i believe i saw the stat the other day he already has more assists like this year than he's had in the past five seasons so like and this is just a different andre Drummond man he got that nasal surgery I, I like him here in this spot again not not the greatest real life basketball player but he loads he gets a ton of fantasy points and they run the offense through him so i love him it's the new Drummond. all right so i do like a schmidt though i can agree with you on that one i do like the bias harris a ton especially on fandle where we're forced to roster two power forwards so uh, anything else you want to mention about this game or you think we're just you know kicking the dead horse at this point yeah, I mean, we've talked about this for a lot. People may have fallen asleep or moved on or fast forward, but it was definitely an important game to talk about. Uh, yeah, if you so haven't yeah. caught on, this is probably the game stack game of of the slate. So, uh, so it's I, weird. You you think that there's other ones to talk about that? Like, oh, this like, next oh, one. Yeah. This next one is juicy, man. We gotta look at this yeah. next one. Oh, oh wait, no, we got two games from now. It gets juicy. This next game is is not bad. There's some value here. Uh, so let's look at the Milwaukee Bucks here in Washington against the Wizards. Two fifteen and a half is the over under. Wizards are a four point home favorite so uh this is this game just kind of strikes me as the awkward game on the slate here travis it's like at first glance you're like yeah i probably want to target this but then when you look at the other games surrounding it i feel like the next game on the slate you know and the game before that we just talked about i feel like those games uh are way more appealing to me than than this one would be um but yeah i, I there's, there's probably routes we could go like I, for instance i think that um Antiquampo is going to be majorly majorly under owned on the slate just because of the other payup options so he might be someone you want to target in tournaments but uh you know because we know how bad washington is at defending the small forward position right like you know they give up the most raw points per game this season to, to the small forward position so you know against washington what do you do you plug in the small forward so that that puts the greek freak squarely in play in tournaments for me but other than that there's no one really that jumps off the page at me maybe you could talk me uh talk me differently here so uh what do you think travis 
Yeah, uh, the Rockets have gotten a lot better defensively this uh, this year, and they're not as bad against the small forwards as they were in the past. I, I mean, I'm staying away from this. Like, uh, Giannis, ever since that knee injury, just go look at the game log. It's not as great. I said that yesterday, and I ended up playing him because just the raw points-wise, I felt like, oh, I have the money to pay for him. Why not? And what do you do? He disappointed me. Maybe I'm just, like, very bitter from what happened, in, like, yesterday, but – I'm not rostering him. Like I'm done rostering. Him. I'm crossing off my list until he proves it to me. Uh, it just, since that knee injury, it seems like he has not really shown us like, just look at the game logs again. Watch. He'll like mir- miraculously now just get healthy and play a lot better, but uh, <laughs> he's burned me. And unless he's going to be someone that's like super chalky and in like cash games, I have like the fear of not having him, which is kind of what happened yesterday. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not going to touch him at all. And I don't think we need to touch him on this slate. I'll just pretend he's not even there. So yeah, if like, if I don't like Giannis and I think there's something wrong with him, right there's someone else is going to benefit right uh so i think it's eric bledsoe right he's the guy i would like to go to or, or chris middleton those are the two that i have like the most interest in you know if i'm not going to play honest those are the guys that i play but honestly i'm probably not playing anyone of the bucks i'm you know it's a six game slate and i sometimes i like to you know just like cross a game off and i think this is the game i'm just crossing off maybe it burns me but uh i'm not a big fan of a lot of these guys i think malcolm brogdon too like it's not a terrible play like there's upside with these guys these these three guards between middleton brogdon and bledsoe uh if I had to pick right, I probably would lean going, uh, you know, Bledsoe. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of crossing this game off, and I'm not really touching it. Same with the Wizards. I just don't feel like playing any of these dudes. I'm not gonna play. Uh, not gonna play. What's his name? Uh, John Wall. Like Bradley Beal is like the one guy I think I would like maybe consider because uh, Bucks against like the you know Bucks against Wings definitely struggle a ton. Uh, and uh, Otto Porter, I believe he left the game yesterday. So because of that, like that could obviously help him out. So if that injury situation, uh, you know, helps out a little bit, maybe that gives Bradley Beal a little more usage. Maybe we want to consider him, but uh, kind of have to wait and see on that injury news. And maybe that'll get me on some wizards a little bit with the Porter injury. But I don't know. Again, I'm just kind of staying away from this one. Yeah, I think that's probably the route to go. I just there's no one here that's really appealing other than, like I said, I think Giannis is a Giannis. I'm sorry, is a good. Uh, a good tournament play just because he'll be super underowned. But on the Wizards side of the ball, uh, John Wall just feels a little too cheap on DraftKings. Um, you know, his price tag, you know, 9.2 on FanDuel seems about fair, but, you know, 8.7 on DraftKings at under 9K. I feel like I'm getting like a weird John Wall discount, and he's not in a bad spot, but I just, I like you said, there's so many good point cards that are, are, are cheaper on this slate. It's kind of hard to justify paying up for him, right? Yeah, like at that same price, Josh, just play Andre Drummond. Very simple. <laughs> you and your Drummond. So, all right. So, who do you like on the Wizards side then? Uh, yeah. Like, if Porter's out, uh, I'll probably have interest in Beal. That's the guy I would mainly like go to. And also, Kelly Oubre would then be like a very interesting value play. But again, like, I, I don't know. This is the game I'm hoping I'm able just to cross off on the slate. But uh, that Porter news is going to be a little bit important. Okay. So, uh, anyone else here that you want to mention? Should we move on to the next game? Nah, let's go to a fun game to talk about. All right. So the next game on the slate, this is a juicy game. Yeah, you're right. It's a fun game. We've got the Pelicans in Minnesota against the T-Wolves. 218 is the game total. And a very, very close game, you know, projected to be a very, very close game here. One point spread. Minnesota Timberwolves are a one point favorite at home. So it's pretty much a pick them here. Uh, Travis, let the fancy uh, goodness begin, right? So uh, who do you like here? Yeah, I feel like I've like hit the main course. This is a great game. Uh, the Houston Rockets and uh, Detroit was like a nice little appetizer that I enjoyed. Uh, you know, had had some good stuff there. But this is like the game I think I'm going to start gravitating towards. I really like the idea in tournaments of just paying up for Cousins and Davis and being like, uh, you know, I'll let the other people not roster them. I I think this is a great game again. Uh, I like I like a lot of guys in that Rockets Pistons game, but this is another game that I think I want to get exposure to a lot of. I just Davis and Cousins are just feel really cheap around the industry. Definitely would think they're uh, really good plays, and uh, another reason why I don't really want to be paying down a ton at center today. So yeah, uh, on the uh, Pistons side, uh, on the uh, Pelican side of the ball, those are the two guys that I have the most interest in. Uh, I think Drew Holiday is probably going to get Jimmy Butler defense, so I kind of don't want to deal with that. Uh, Rondo could see him having a pretty big game, but again, I don't know if I really want to like be messing around with him. It's really just Cousins and Davis are the two guys I want to just get the most exposure to and load up on uh, and just kind of call it a day. On the uh, on the Timberwolves side of the ball, we see Jimmy Butler, right? A pretty cheap 
cheap price tag on him. Uh, on DraftKings, we're seeing him at, uh, what is it? I think 8,200, which seems way too cheap for Jimmy Butler, and he'll get a ton of minutes. I do worry, right? Three and four nights, especially like, like right off a game against uh, you know the Celtics. That's something that uh, has me slightly concerned. And wasn't that game? That game was in Boston yesterday, correct? So they flew from Boston all the way back to Minnesota, three and four nights with that whole storm going on in Boston. I don't know how bad it is now, but I know it was ugly. So I don't know. That could have been an ugly scenario, right, Josh? Is am I reading that right? That game was in uh, that Boston game was uh, that game was in Boston yesterday, correct? Yeah, so I don't know. I do have some slight concerns that, and one reason why I really like the Pelicans, I because they're you know the Timberwolves are coming off of three and four nights against a really tough defensive team. I really think that this is going to be a good spot for the Pelicans to really eat, and I think they're going to win this game. So yeah, I, Jimmy Butler again. Price tag is really cheap, so that's kind of one thing I'm uh, you know liking a lot about him. Uh, so that's a guy I would like to correlate. I don't really know if I want to play Towns in this spot. Uh, Again, uh, his price is definitely uh, definitely priced up, uh, and I think I'd just rather play Andre Drummond instead. So I don't know if I'm going to be playing uh, Towns, and there's just other centers I like. You know, I'd rather play Cousins. I'll find the money for him. But uh, it's really Jimmy Butler is the guy that I like the most. I think Tyus Jones, if you want to find some cheap exposure, I think he's a good route you can go on the Timberwolves for some cheap exposure. And then uh, don't mind Andrew Wiggins. Uh, the Pelicans struggle uh, against wings and against three-point line. And I think if Andrew Wiggins gets hot, he could kind of uh, you know get rolling here. Uh, Taj Gibson, too. He's another guy. He's, he's priced up. Seems like a safe cash game play, but not really someone I'll be playing in tournaments, but they're going to need him on the defensive end. So he'll be getting a pile of minutes like normally. So, uh, yeah, this is a fun game to get exposure to. And, uh, you know, if I could, I don't know if this will work, but I would like to, uh, if I had to pick each side of the ball, I'd probably go with, uh, you know, Cousins, uh, Cousins or Davis. And then on the uh, Timberwolves side of the ball, it's probably Jimmy Butler is the guy. Sorry, I babbled forever about it, but Josh, what do you like in this game? Am I talking to the same Travis Mangone here who says, yeah, Wiggins is good in this spot? I thought you were so tired of playing Wiggins. You're never playing Wiggins again, you told me. What happened? I mean, price is down, right? Price has gone down a little bit. And, uh, you know, with Jeff Teague not being there, it's definitely benefited. He's getting more shot opportunities. So, yeah, the situation's changed. It's not the same situation. And if Jeff Teague, like, kind of, like, found his way back in the lineup, I would probably be a little bit more concerned. But, yeah, I think this is uh, pretty good right now. Yeah, I, I think I'd go Brow over Cousins here. It's really hard to pick between the two. I, I think Cousins will be the more popular option. Um, but I think that, that Brow really does, does work here. Obviously, they both get – Really good matchups down low against this Minnesota team that struggles. Um, we know how bad they are protecting the rim. But uh, one guy I really love here from this game is Taj Gibson. We know that when he goes against teams that have uh, you know two bigs that are playing down low, they really like to give him extra minutes. His game log has been uh, you know nothing spectacular, especially the last game coming you know coming in with uh, you know thirteen points but it was against Boston and you know and, and Boston are like I said they're very good at defending they, they held LeBron James down last time he faced them right so um I think Taj has a much better much better performance in this game I think he gets a ton of minutes the last two times they faced each other he's averaged around a fantasy point per minute at 32 DraftKings points per game so I think that Taj is in a fine spot here his price tag never really anything to be you know never never really imposing it's always something you go work with so I do like Taj here Tyus Jones good value like you said um, I, I don't think that you could get really too wrong here by picking any of the guys here in this game. I think all these guys are pretty much playable. Uh, but on the New Orleans side, the only three guys I would touch would be uh, would be Rondo, Cousins, and Davis. And then uh, on Minnesota, though, I feel like the whole starting five is in play. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's how I feel about it with Minnesota here. Yeah, it definitely feels like that. I mean, the Pelicans have really been poor on defense, so this is definitely a good spot to target. And, you know, total's trending upwards, so uh, definitely something to like. And, man, it's crazy. Like, I keep looking at this Rockets game. That total's trending downwards, which is kind of slightly concerning because how much I liked about this game. So there's a slight chance I end up pivoting and getting more exposure to the Pelicans and Timberwolves over that one. But we'll have to see how the day plays out and how, uh, you know, it's a Saturday in the NBA. Uh, value will randomly probably open up because random guys will get ruled out probably after we do this podcast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, that's why you want to follow us on Twitter. You know, Travis is very, very good at updating people with the news. So make sure you check him and check out his grind down too. All right. So you want to move on to the, the last and probably the most boring game on the slate here? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it probably is one of the most boring games on the slate. So, yeah, let's head over to yeah. it. All right. We've got the Denver Nuggets. And, it's, you know, this is what really sticks out to me. we got the Nuggets, um, you know, in Sacramento. 209 is the game total, and the Nuggets just six-point road favorites. But it's just weird seeing the Nuggets with such a low game total, you know, because they usually have that fast-paced play style. It's going to be a pace down, down-tempo game for them against the Sacramento Kings. So 
uh, with them being slowed down, I'm not sure if we're going to get that same production from them fantasy-wise that we normally do. So what, what's your take here on this game, Travis? Yeah, I really don't want to play anyone from this, it feels like. Like, Jokic is at the same price as other centers I like or more expensive than other centers. Like, I just don't think I need to be playing Jokic today. Don't really know if I want to mess around with any of these Nuggets guys. They're starting to get a little priced up, all these guards and whatnot. I still think they're all... Like, Gary Harris is going to get his minutes. He's going to be fine. Uh, you know, uh, Trey Lyles, he's been solid. He's starting to get a little priced up, though. Uh, I think Mason Plumley. like, again, there's already too many centers alike, but he's, like, really cheap. And if he starts getting some minutes at 4300 that's a pretty good price tag uh, on DraftKings specifically. But I don't know. Don't really feel like playing him for cheap. If I can maybe roster him at a forward spot or something. But, again, this is not a spot I really love the roster. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Don't really – this just feels like another game I'm just like, eh, I can kind of cross it off, right? Uh uh, so I think that's what I'm going to do. I know George Hill on the King side of the ball was complaining about, uh, play, you know, basically the situations he's in and all of the, all of the playing time, uh, essentially, but, uh, Hey, you signed up for this. You signed up for that big contract. So, uh, yeah, that's why you're getting paid. So just hang on. Uh, the Kings are terrible and you're going to have to deal with it if you want to get paid like that. So yeah. Uh, Zach Randolph, I don't think is a bad play, but again, like I don't, I don't really feel like I need to play Kings on this slate and Nuggets. I'll just kind of maybe cross this game off. I think there's some okay plays, but I'm not trying to go crazy with this one. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same same way here. Um, you know, short, George Hill got some attention on the last slate. So it's just – I just don't like I – I really don't think I've rostered a King all season. Um, maybe I, I threw in some Kali Stein here and there, but really I don't, I don't really roster these guys. Um, and, and the few times I have, like, I think I played Fox 2 one game. Like, I haven't really seriously rostered them, you know what I mean? Maybe I took, if I made, like, 10 lineups, I'd throw a couple of kings in there, one or two of them. But uh, there's just nowhere to go here, and I think that the Nuggets are going to have their fantasy production cap just by being in this game, you know? So um, that's about where I stand. Uh, anything else you want to mention about this game, Travis? No, that's about it. We can. Uh, I think we wrapped up the sleep pretty well. Yes, we did. We covered all the games for you guys, so we move on to the finishing Fatality time for the podcast. The lock and load of the slate here, Travis. Kick us off here. Who's your lock and load for the slate? Oh, man, this is kind of tough because uh, there's a lot of guys I like on this slate. It's really hard for me to pick uh, pick the lock and load, but I guess I have to say this guy because I talked about him a lot. Give me Andre Drummond, man. Uh, I think it's just a really good game environment for him. He's a guy I like, but man, like Anthony Davis and Cousins, two other guys I like. I just It's clear that I'm paying up for my big men today. So uh, yeah, that's kind of how we'll uh, end the lock and load for me. It's like, I'm going to find a way to mash some of those guys in my lineup. So those are really the three that I'm kind of keying in on right now in roster construction. Yeah, I like that. I'll uh, I'll go with a nice mid-range uh, solid option for you guys. I think Taj Gibson's going to be locked in here for me. Uh, like I said, he's got a nice mid-range price tag, and he helps you kind of uh, wiggle around. And especially on FanDuel, you know, where you can only roster – you have to roster two power forwards. It's a little tough. I think you could plug him in there. You know, also Tobias Harris, who you mentioned, just get the power forward spot over with if you're not – uh, gonna you know put a pay up for uh, for Davis so uh, I, I do like Taj Gibson a lot on the slate so um, Taj Gibson is gonna be my mid tier lock and load play for the slate so uh, that's it we covered the, we covered the slate for you guys hope you enjoy it hope you also enjoy football kicking off at 4:20 p.m. Eastern time get some playoff football but uh, we'll see you guys soon we're happy to be here with you guys in the new year and continue to do what we're doing. Make sure you give us a follow and reach out to us on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis, Travis at Travis Mangone. Also, I've been hearing that you guys really like the music that I've been using on the intro and outro. That's music that I've made, so it really means a lot to me, and I'll continue to, to put some songs out there for you guys to listen to. Appreciate it. But other than that, we'll see you on the next Weekend Grind podcast. I'm Joshua Giant for my co-host, Travis Mangone. See you soon, Grinders. Peace out. Happy New Year. Sometimes I feel like she don't care. As much as I do, it's weird. Sometimes I feel like she's unfair. Hit me with that winter stare. Sometimes I can see she's scared. Ghosting me like I'm not there. Sometimes I think she's unaware. That I'm still me, I swear Bring your baggage, baby, I will take it I'll bring mine and we'll go on vacation No, our strength has never been patience Let's enjoy what was worth this waiting 
kept our memories alive so I could feel closer Knowing that we'll never get closure So much bigger than just saying it's over 24-7 when I'm stone cold sober Tell me that you feel the same Tell me that you feel the same yeah. When you feel that November rain Tell me this is everything Tell me that you feel the same Tell me that you feel the same When you feel that November rain Tell me this is everything Sometimes I feel I lost my mind And wish I had a way to rewind Sometimes I feel a pain in my chest I would rather write than rest She just wants me in the bed But I can't get out my head though Without her I'm incomplete Stronger than the air I breathe Bring your baggage baby I will take it I'll bring mine and we'll go on vacation No our strength has never been patience Let's enjoy what was worth When I'm stone cold sober 24-7 when I'm stone cold sober 24-7 when I'm stone cold sober Hey, Tell me that you feel the same Tell me that you feel the same yeah. When you feel that November rain Tell me this is everything yeah. Tell me that you feel the same You'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only.